You know what to do with that. No, I don't. <laughs> Where's our intern at, Elliot? Elliot! Hey, y'all. He's around here somewhere. Welcome to Cross Politic. Thank you for joining us. All right. We need a- I'm glad Toby's back. He's been gone for a week. All right. Yeah. Where's my camera? It really frustrated me. He's down there on the Pastor Toby, Chuck Knox, Waterboy. It was on the fight, left. Peace Network. Make sure you guys are catching all our shows, man. We had some good stuff by Keith, uh, Pastor Keith, or, or Campus. What? Say anything about those glasses? Yeah, I'm getting there. Oh. <laughs> I'm, you're distracted. <laughs> Make sure you guys also join the club. The next 250 club members, actually, it's way down from that. Yeah. Because I, did you guys see the the uh, picture I posted on social media? All the oh, stuff, yeah. all the pints that we shipped out just the, for the July. Labor? That was just for July. Yeah. And then for August, we already got a lot that I need to ship out. So at the end of each month, I'm going to be shipping out the pints. Because so I while gotta- supplies last. Get one of these laser engraved Fight Laugh Feast Network pint glasses. That's right. And part of the reason why we're doing this is because uh, we have some goals that we're trying to hit with the next 250 club members. So you guys' support is incredible for us. So thank you for that. Uh, as this is the last time we're going to bring this up at the Post Law College Life Conference it's here this in Moscow, Idaho. No, it's not this weekend. Next weekend. If you show up this weekend, you'll miss it. Right. <laughs> next weekend. And because Knox is out this weekend. And it might be out next week. Oh. No, no. And Knox is on the panel. So make sure you guys, if you're in the post college life uh, age frame, age frame, age group. Age group. There we go. Um, um, guys, it says August 16th and 17th, and it's this weekend. It does say that on there. Yep. It's on my calendar for this weekend. I'm going to miss it. Oh, man. But I'm going to be there. We're gonna, and, and I'll be there. <laughs> Uh, lastly, that hey, is how you do a plug. Last plug. <laughs> last plug. Hey, people are gonna sign up. I just hit. I hit. I'm like, we're done. We're done. <laughs> are you done yet? Uh, uh, get involved with your local politics. This is an opportunity for for our people in our community here in Moscow, Idaho, to actually go to the local um, Leta Gop fundraiser. We actually, pronounce that G O P. I like saying Gop. Um, no, no one says Gop. It's like it's like Jeff. No, it's. Not. <laughs> No. Anyways, uh, uh, Raul Labrador is actually going to be speaking at okay. the local fundraiser and everything. So you guys go get involved. Wait, and is, this a, is this a potluck? It's on Saturday. I yeah. don't know if I can trust potlucks that don't happen at a church. Uh-oh. I'm just going to say right now. So it might be a great event to go to, but, yeah. you know. Well, it's August, August 31st. 31st uh, mm-hmm. So a couple Saturdays for now. You can okay. pray, pray about we'll it for, pray about for that. a few weeks. If a lot of Christians show yeah. up with their potluck dishes, then we might be okay. Yeah. <laughs> August 31st. And uh, that's it. Those oh, are all the plugs all got. I got. That's, that's yeah. it. Yeah. That's all you got. We're going to jump right into hey, this. Hey, we are really grateful to have uh, Mr. Steve Yates on the line with us. He previously was well, actually previously been on Cross Politic. Yes. Mm. It's one of his the highlights of his career. He's a special Twice. advisor to the show. He's also if <laughs> right honorary special advisor. He's yeah. also served in the White House as deputy as, as assistant to the vice president for national security affairs from 2001 to 2005. He received a master's degree in China studies from the Johns Hopkins University. Um, School of Advanced International Studies. He's also fluent in Mandarin, which is why we brought him on the show. Yeah. Because we want to know what's going on in Hong Kong, uh, Steve, and how did we get here? And, and thanks for joining us again. Well, it's a pleasure to be back. And it is indeed the highlight of my resume to be able to be an honorary senior strategic advisor of all things. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, I, it is, but it's uh, it's a pleasure to join. I, I wish it were actually over happier topics. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm quite concerned about what's happening in Hong Kong. Mm. Uh, on on the plus side, we've had somewhat of an awakening about the nature of the Chinese Communist Party yeah. and what China is as uh, a power in our in our world today. Mm-hmm. 
the, and I, I don't want to go too deep into the arc of this, but uh, Vice President Pence gave a very important speech in D.C. late last year that for the first time, an American leader didn't just talk about the problems the Communist Party creates within China or the problems the Communist Party creates in the international system, but the problem that the Chinese Communist Party creates within our own country. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's an incredibly big paradigm shift, which is a big letter word of just changing how we're thinking. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so uh, that's happened in many other countries, but Hong Kong is now one of the warning flares, the symptoms of something is profoundly rotten in the Communist Party of China. It has been for a long time. They are not doing as well economically as they've led us to believe in a lot of our policies have assumed. Uh, the Trump tariffs and other kinds of pressures have been having an effect. Mm-hmm. But there's something bigger than anything the United States has been doing that's affecting uh, China. Some people have noticed that they have revived words that should never have come back into our vocabulary, concentration camps. Mm. in large scales with over a million Muslim followers in their far west mm. in these facilities that we know of. Uh, and, you said over a million? Uh, yes. Wow. Yes. It should be a big I, big deal if there's like more than a hundred or even yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, right. right. But a million. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and uh, so there's clearly something that's going wrong. Uh, and so dial back to 1997 uh sovereignty of hong kong was transferred from the british the last part of the british empire that the sun never set on right. went down uh and it was handed over to the chinese uh they were promised what is called a high degree of autonomy to keep all forms of freedom that they had enjoyed including religious freedom an independent judiciary and court system based on common law and not chinese law uh, an independent currency. They are a major international financial hub. They are the golden goose that lays the golden egg wow. for rising China. So, so Steve, so, why, why hasn't Trump actually come out for or against uh, the Hong, the, what's going on in the protest? If, if am, you're laying it out this way, it seems like Trump should actually be against China doing this. In, in many ways, I believe he is. But there is long-term Trump and there's tactical Trump in in my way of thinking. And tactical Trump is looking at how do I keep them at the negotiating table to keep some of these issues alive, some channels of communication alive, so that I have some way of influencing the economic agenda, but also maybe some other issues Mm. because I'm not ready to just turn the switch off and go to full-on war, for lack of a better word. This right. isn't war like we've ever thought of it uh, in many, many ways. But the scenario I was trying to paint out a little bit is that the Chinese Communist Party has kind of declared war on us and our way of life for a long time. Uh-huh. Yeah. And right. it's really just we're trying to figure out, oh, are we going to do something about this? What and how? Because it's not an easy challenge. Uh, and uh, so I, I don't like the fact that the president went before cameras and referred to people seeking freedoms that we are blessed to have had forefathers willing to die for and just call that rioting. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, that, but that was a tactical move. Uh, strategically, he's the first president in the modern era of the United States 
to challenge the Communist Party's way of dealing with the United States right. and mm-hmm. with the world. So what? Uh, so I, I give him wide leeway on that, but that tactic I was not a fan. Of. So for those who are just coming uh, to the scene, what lit off? What what kicked off these? What you called protest? I mean, we know what the president called protests or riots yeah. or whatever. What 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 kicked that off? Marches for freedom. A good question because no one would ever guess it in a million guesses. <laughs> but there's there was a there's a piece of legislation in in Hong Kong that the pro Beijing people uh, were trying to push forward that is an extradition law. Right uh, now, maybe people have heard of a company called Huawei. I don't know. Uh, but it's a Chinese technical company that has ties to the government. They had a very well-connected senior Chinese leadership COO that was wrapped up in Canada to be tried in the United States. And the United States wants Canada to extradite that officer to the United States for corruption and other commercial crimes. Uh, And, after the United States did that, there's been a lot of retaliation in China, but now what, they, what they're doing with this extradition law is they're trying to say, if an American or Canadian or other CEO happened to come through Hong Kong and we want to trump up some charges, we can go ahead and snatch them up and try them in Chinese courts. Oh, in now, Hong Kong. What? No, in China. Yeah, no, but, but, in but, if he ends up, but if he ends up in Hong Kong, they he, want to be able right. to get him. He'd be yes. tried in Chinese Correct. courts. Right. That's right. Correct. So... The young people of Hong Kong, bless them, they knew immediately this is the last stand for any sense of freedom Mm. and the way of life that we've had in our life. Mm -hmm. Because if the Chinese can snatch people up and try them in their own courts, we don't have a common law system. We don't have a high degree of autonomy. We have never been given the universal suffrage we were promised when the British agreed to turn the colony over. Mm. And so this is yep. kind of the last straw. That's like that. Sharia so law in Dearborn, Michigan kind of play. <laughs> yeah, right? a little thing like Sharia law, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it has to do with fundamental beliefs in your way of life and violates Western common law right. in, 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 our, in our traditions. Uh, so uh, demonstrations began. Uh, it was a few weeks, but after a few weeks, two million out of seven million people in Hong Kong filled the street. Yeah, wow! To demonstrate against this, I saw pictures. I can't think of a moment in human history where that percentage of any governed polity right hit the streets in silent, peaceful protest. Wow! There were no weapons. There was no screaming and fighting. There were. There, this was. This was almost a Gandhi, Martin Luther King Jr. moment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but given the, the size of that city and that population, on an enormous scale, it would be like 70 million Americans agreeing on anything. Right. And then coming out in public. Right. For a whole day. And not throwing, uh, not throwing a riot. <laughs> not right. fighting. Not, and no, knowing, no violence. <laughs> and knowing that Big Bad Brother is scanning all of their faces, yep. is checking all of their IDs, and there will be consequences for doing this. Yeah, I saw. Uh, and so they took those risks. It's, it, it, it amazes me. In all the years I studied China, I've never seen anything like this. So yeah, so I I've been watching this too, and I was I was scanning a few stories uh, just before we got on, um, just to see the way that CNN and other people are are telling the story. And and the thing that was striking to me was that um, when this first hit the news, I was seeing YouTube clips of these 
two million people in the streets and they were singing Christian hymns. Did, did you see yep. any of those? Christian and, hymns, the, the the American national anthem, yeah, and American flag, an American flag. So we have people in America that won't stand for the pledge. Oh, but people in Hong Kong fighting for their freedom against the Communist Party, yeah. gladly singing our national anthem and holding our flag. Oh, and, wow! And, and and so there's that side of it, which is not showing up in a lot of these mainstream news stories. Shocker. <laughs> and, and and meanwhile, also, you, you surely are aware of um, Pastor Wang Yi from Early Rain Covenant Church. In China? In, in, I, I, in, I, I know of the name. I, he, I can't say that I know him well. Well, he, he was one of these Christian, you know, non you know pastor of a non-documented uh, Christian church uh, in China, mm-hmm. mainland, um, who basically did so as a conscientious objector to the requirements to register the, the, the your church. churches was intimidated for a couple of years and then arrested and has been disappeared now for, I think, going on a year. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, and so there's been a crackdown on Christianity in the mainline, in mainland China. Yes. And, and I see the, them singing hymns over in Hong Kong. And so I'm, I'm wondering, is there a, what's the underpinning? Is, is there a religious, is there a Christian underpinning to this, um, this protest? There, there are a large number of Christians in Hong Kong. Uh, for many denominations, yeah. uh, Hong Kong was a base of missionary operations in broader Asia for a long time. Yeah. Uh, prior to the communists being a thing, uh, and, and throughout the time of the communist takeover, Hong Kong has been uh, basically an international city, but also it was a gateway to try to have some influence in China, whether you're trying to move Bibles in right. or people in and out or anything like that. Uh, it, conspicuously for many decades in Hong Kong, uh, I don't know what the history or reason for it is, but there was a, it was a large number of active Roman Catholics that were in the government, okay. <laughs> uh, in the legislature and in the executive side of, of the government. And there, and almost every church I'm aware of has some kind of base or cooperative post or some kind of activity in Hong Kong, yeah. just because it's been the window to over a billion people for, for so long. Uh, but there's, but there are a lot, religious freedom is a very real thing in Hong Kong and is a very not real thing in, in the China. rest of China. That's right. right. That's right. Uh, know. You know, they're, they're, not, they're they, you know, they're, they're burning churches to the ground. Right. Yeah. In China today, oh, yeah. and yeah. and they don't they don't need to. They've already infiltrated a lot of organizations. They're already pressuring right. people and all, all kinds of things. And that's why, in my humble opinion, they know better than we do that something is rotten there. Yes, they know why they need to be afraid of their people more than we do. Right, that's and right. We we need we need to start understanding that. So because. To- The consequences of this can reach us all the way from the Walmart shelf to Mm. the pension you thought was safe but is invested in an international market that's about to tank (laughs) uh, to just the moral and human issues that are very significant. So connect the dots here. Um, Why does China think they can lay claim to Hong Kong and make Hong Kong do what they want them to do? Well, there is a strain of nationalism in China that is uh, an easy thing to stoke. The Communist Party stokes it really, really hard because communism itself has no legitimacy. And so they try to, they, they, they wrap themselves in the flag, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, and if you are denying your citizens the bridges, the schools, the benefits for their kids that they should otherwise have, and you've already taken their freedom away, 
the best way to distract them from that is to say, but bad Uncle Sam is, is, is doing all this, and all of our resources have to go to that. Yeah. Pay no attention to the McMansion I live in. <laughs> Uncle Sam is taking all of your money. Right. And uh, so that's, what, that's what's going on inside of, inside of China. Why Hong Kong? Because they speak the Chinese language, and this is why this is a bigger problem than a lot of our experts and leaders have understood. This ethnocentrism of control and obedience to your emperor doesn't limit itself at the Chinese border. They expect Chinese people in the United States to be loyal to the Han race first. And then whatever citizen they are of another country, whatever. They expect people of, of their ethnicity to be loyal to the Han universe first before any god or any church. So why and why does so that's that's what they do. When I was talking about what I was seeing in mainstream news, you said that's no surprise. But if if China has got a million Muslims in concentration camps and China is championing this ethnocentrism, what why why do, why is the left knee jerk um, sort of supportive of the Chinese state? Partly because Trump 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 and they can't sort of get out of their perpetual funk about <laughs> our, our man in the White House. Right. Uh, but uh, but also partly because I can't blame them entirely. I, I'm not Roman Catholic, I promise, but just to make another reference, you can't be more Catholic than the Pope. And if you've got majority Muslim countries that are not protesting China over this, how are you going to, how, how do you make it a broader thing? Mm-hmm. And uh, now you should be able to because there's right and wrong. There's right. evil that you can see and you should be able to talk about it. Right. But, but that's kind of what's happening. If you're a, if you're a news organization, uh, I would like to think they would do that, but they don't have free access to get images. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I said, you don't have the government of Pakistan, the government of Saudi Arabia, the go- these others denouncing their friends in China for this. Interesting. Uh, and so that's it's a it's one of the greater sins happening in, in, in all of this. But the other the, the the mainstream media has actually done a very good job of being journalists in Hong Kong at the moment. Okay. I can't explain why or how, but there's a there's a large number that are on the streets that are accurately reporting the facts as they see them with minimal filter. Uh, and so we have at least a moment on that. Okay. But the, the broader narrative on China, they don't have that access, and the narrative gets controlled by Chinese influencers. Yeah. My question, uh, you know, Steve, I'm wondering, looking at the, the people of Hong Kong, 28 years, this thing's over, right? I mean, it goes full into China. They pretty much have rule of Hong Kong at that point. It's almost a game over. Right now, they're seeing that they're trying to creep in early, and they're trying to push them back, it seems like. But mm-hmm. the the... the the marches and the people inside of the airports and people filling the streets, is that the only option that they have or is there another option for them to maybe win the short game as well as the long game in, in 28 years before everything's handed over to China? Well, there's a, a couple of things that inform thinking on that. I mean, it's absolutely correct on analysis, uh, but it, it, it depends on what we believe the future of China is. I see. And uh, when people entered into these deals, Margaret Thatcher is the one that made this deal with Deng Xiaoping in China to hand over sovereignty. At that time, they thought China's changing. It's going to get richer. Mm. Things will get more modern. They'll get more moderate. They'll get more like us. They'll cooperate more. It'll be a normal country. Uh, So it's it's so far down the horizon, we anticipate that China is going to change. Wow. And we conflate 
the idea of China with the Communist Party. The Communist Party isn't going to change until it is killed mm-hmm. by the Chinese people. Mm-hmm. China itself is bigger than the Communist Party of China. And so it is, it is logically possible that 20 years from now, we're dealing with a China that is no longer governed by the Communist Party of China. Looking back over the last six decades, that's a bad bet, but it's possible. Mm. Uh, and what's happening in Hong Kong is the first major, major test mm. of that idea, and that's why the Communist Party is in such a tight spot. If they crush what they see as a color revolution-like problem, then it dramatically changes their economy, it dramatically changes their image in the world, and it might dramatically change the image the party has among the Chinese people, and they've got a whole can of worms. If they don't put it down, then millions and millions and millions of people in China say, well, why do they get to do this? And we don't. Yeah, that's why right. do they have freedom mm-hmm. of religion and we don't? Interesting. Why do they have common law and we don't? And that's the dilemma that they're on. Uh, I hope that they die on the horns of that dilemma. So, can these marches <laughs> actually work? You think these marches can actually start a domino effect that would even collapse the uh, China in that sense? Communist, the communist China. In well, so I'll just be brutally honest, and it's a brutal situation in my estimation. Uh, I think there's extremely high odds that people are going to die in the near term. Mm. Uh, and mm. uh, it, the, the only question is whether their sacrifice mm. will fundamentally change the direction of humanity in that part of the world. Oh, and there are huge consequences yeah. for the rest of the world yeah. and, how, yeah. and how that plays out. Wow. We are either in a massive conflict with the Communist Party of China, emboldened and brutal, or... Something has finally changed, and and there's there's a ho- more hopeful journey. Mm. That's what my bet is on. Uh, but there's a lot of evidence that says this is going to be very dangerous. We're dealing with people that don't mind killing people. Mm. Wow, that's really really helpful, yeah. Steve. And yeah, absolutely. How can we keep in contact Super with you? Uplifting. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> but you know, yeah. if you know history, you know how these things go, and you always know that it yeah. takes a martyr before the revival breaks out and things change. It's just kind of how things. Yep. Have- the world works. So it's, you don't want to think about it like that, but I think in a lot of cases you're right. So Steve, what, how can we follow yeah. you? Cause you're going to be talking about this. You're going to be engaging this. We want to keep track of your thoughts on this. What's yeah. the best way to find well, I, you? I appreciate that. Uh, anyone can go to Steve dash com, and you'll find ways to click on to my uh, Facebook page and Twitter feed and whatever else. I'm at Yates DCIA on Twitter. Uh, and, uh, Turns out that a lot of people in the media want to talk about this these days, yeah. and so if they haven't had enough of Hong Kong and China talk. Yeah. They can click on any of those areas, and there'll be more. Yeah. But I appreciate you guys engaging the topic, and I think it's really, really going to be important for all of us to get our heads around this. Uh, yeah. And thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Appreciate it, Steve. You got it. Anytime. Mm. There, there's a lot. Wow. There. Yeah. Um, that that at the the end there. Um, the the the. Your question about um, why did they hand this over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his answer is really, really key because we have bought into the idea of the salvation of democracy. Yeah, yeah. And the West for a long time has believed that the way you get democracy in non-democratic nations is through money. Yeah, yeah. right. Free markets. Do, doing deals yeah. with them. So and, yep. we, we think we've been able to, we're going to buy them yeah. with business yeah. and money and then they will naturally go democratic. Yeah. yeah. 
and that's and what we're seeing though is is that it turns out that there are um there are bigger gods mm-hmm. than money yeah <laughs> there you can keep power bigger gods and, yeah, yeah. Right. and communism and the power of the state is yeah. a bigger god than money that's than right. money at mm-hmm. this moment i mean at least yeah. that's, that's those those are the gods that well, are think at of war. north korea they don't have money well this what, is what's ruling them and this is why you have yeah. to shut christianity yeah. down right and I, I think because it I think kills gods. I, I, this has to be connected to Wang Yi. <laughs> absolutely. Right? I, I think it, I think it is. It may yeah. be not like one yeah. for one, but I absolutely do think it is. I, I think the fact that Hong Kong is such a Christian yep. place, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that you have two million of seven million people singing Christian it's, hymns it's in the streets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not just a political revolution. Yeah. Um, no. This is um, Christian resistance. Yeah, right. And, um, and I think that's huge. And, and it strikes me that um, these people, the, 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 um, the Hong Kongers, are seeing this a lot more clearly than Americans. And quicker. Man. Uh, and quicker. <laughs> we, we have courts saying that you have to bake the cake yeah. for the sodomite wedding. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, we're kind of putting up a little bit of a fuss and we're kind yeah. of fighting it in the courts and everybody's staying fairly reasonable. Right. And, and they're saying, wait a sec, you want to extradite people from here to China? Yeah, no, to- we know this play. Yeah. That's because right. we know communists. Yeah. That's right. And we have socialists here in yeah. our country. Yeah. Um, who are based, I mean, out in the open, out in proud socialists now. Yeah. And, and we aren't seeing we, we're having well, conventions. Well, well I actually, yeah. I actually got a clip now that you bring socialists being out, out and loud and proud. What? I have a clip from oh, the yeah. latest <laughs> Democratic it's Socialist like planned this. Convention. Oh, do we have to go? Quick point of personal privilege. Uh, yes. Um, guys, uh, first of all, James Jackson, Sacramento, he, him. I just want to say, can please keep the chatter to a minimum. I'm one of the people who's very, very prone to sensory overload. There's oh. a lot of whispering and chatter going on. It's making it very difficult for me to focus. Please, can we just, I know it's, we're all fresh and ready to go, but can we please just keep the chatter to a minimum? It's affecting my ability to focus. Thank you. Thank you, comrade. Okay, is there a speaker against name, point chapter, pronoun? Point of personal privilege. Yes. Please do not use gendered language to, to address everyone. Quick okay. point does. of privilege once again. Quick point of privilege once again. Hi, James Jackson, he Sacramento him? DSA, he, him. I have already asked people to be mindful of the chatter of their comrades who are sensitive to sensory overload. What is and that? that goes double for the heckling and the hissing. It is also triggering to my anxiety. Like, the be comradely doesn't ju- isn't just for, like, you know, let's keep things civil or whatever. It's so that people aren't going to get triggered and so that it doesn't affect their performance as a delegate, okay? Your need to express yourself is important, but your need to express yourself should not trump or over... Like, I see that no one is clapping for me. It's the word Trump. I'm not engaging, but it also is because everyone's doing this, and that's really important because those loud bursts of noise, even though this is a noisy space, when we can do something like reducing that, that's really important. So please don't clap, shoot up these. We have a lot of disabled comrades, and uh, a lot of those are invisible disabilities. You don't know who it is invisible uh, that is having a more difficult time navigating this space. And this space was not created with all of their needs in mind. So it's up to us 
to modify that space to make sure that uh, everybody is able to move in the ways that they need to move. Uh, I can't. Um, and, I can't, and additionally, with the um, noise oh, no, no, no. issue, <laughs> like avoid hissing, avoid oh. waving banners, right? Oh. Um, because those there's there's all sorts of things. If you don't know what to do, show up these, right? I'm sure there's lots of ways that we can communicate to each other without needing to rely on something uh, that's going to hurt somebody else. We have quiet rooms that are available. There's a range of going. options of these. It, it right? keeps going. Please don't I, he go triggered me when he did space. this. Yeah. Quiet rooms. Well, you you know what? Look, I I saw some people talking about this a little bit, and yeah. I know people are like, "This is absolutely crazy." I yeah. love it. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, it's glorious. I yeah. hope that this continues to go on. I just I this is great. This is what it looks like when you start eating yourself. Oh man. And, uh, and you know half the <laughs> half the Democrats running for president right now claim democratic socialism. Yeah. Yeah, claim I, this I, stuff. I think a number of people have pointed this out, but all the Democrats have to do to show up in the next election is be kind of normal. Yeah, right. Well, that's why, they Bo- can't that's even, why Biden's getting traction. They can't yeah. even do that. No, because yeah. they don't want normal. They want a revolution. Well, I think, yeah. and I think Trump is their catnip. <laughs> <laughs> every every time yum, he's, yum, yum. he tweets yeah. something and then they just go berserk. Yeah. They go bonkers. Yeah. Um, did you see what Trump did with Kumo? Cuomo? No. Excuse me? So Cuomo, uh, Chris Cuomo, he's a CNN anchor, yeah. right? Yeah. He um, a, at a um, in public, some dude kind of accosted him. He called him Fredo. Fredo's a reference; it's an Italian reference to Godfather. Godfather called his dumb brother Fredo. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. And Cu- Cuomo, <laughs> Fredo never go against the family again. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And <laughs> and so it basically means dumb brother, right? Yeah. And and Cuomo just look at it. He's like, that's a racist comment. That's like calling me the N word. That's like calling a black brother the N-word. <laughs> and anyways, Trump tweets out. He says, this guy is the kind of guy we're talking about with red flag laws. Yes. He does. He should not have a gun. He's crazy. <laughs> oh, I don't like how, any of those Because tweets. of how Cuomo reacted to the whole scenario is, oh, man, is that, pretty funny. I don't get me started on the red flag yeah, but, laws. Let's save that for Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. That's right. <laughs> I'm so bummed with all these conservative Republicans yeah. coming out and well, they got to well, because they have to bow laws. to the gods. Yeah. The gods right now that they want, they're playing. Well, they don't. Their, that's what they think they need they to don't. do. They don't. They don't need to. Stop. You ever heard of Shadrach, Meshach, and a bad Negro? Yes, I did. They didn't bow yeah. down. They didn't bow down. In a bad Fredo? I'm going to go get no, me a gun. No. Fredo's, no. In a bad yeah. Fredo? No. <laughs> no. So this last week, um, I need to go to the next slide. I don't know why I did that. But um, so this next week, uh, this last week, uh, Mitch McConnell was actually protested over gun issues yeah uh, kind of you know because in response to the el paso, the el paso shooting. shooting specifically the el paso shooting right. the ohio shooting kind of disappeared because that guy supported elizabeth warren so oh, we don't want to talk about that one oh. el, el paso okay and so a bunch of people showed up at mitch mcconnell's house they're to protest them probably silent a silent protest with their hands just yeah, kind of yeah, in the they're, air they're waving the democratic socialists Wa- waving to mcconnell at like two in the morning some rest not if the kill the children that you're kidnapping can't get any rest not if families are getting murdered can't get any rest Mitch! He's in there oh. nursing his little broken arm. He should have broke his little raggedy ring neck. Uh-oh. If we can't get no rest because of you, you won't get no rest because of us. Well, this ridiculous video. And so this gets into, so Matt Bevin shows up on Fox News to actually talk about this because it's in his state. Who's, who's right, Bevin? Uh, he's the governor of Kentucky. Okay. This is in his state. So Mitch McConnell is a senator from Kentucky, uh, a congressman uh, from Kentucky. Did these people get arrested? No, they didn't get arrested. Nobody got cited for a citation for being out no, somebody's no, house. No, you're lady? thinking of people who go preach at pro- Planned Parenthood. 
Yeah, that's what you're thinking about. Because if that, I, I mean, that's amazing. Christians that go out in front of Planned Parenthood and have like a little voice box here yeah. so they can hear, yeah. so they can save during the lives day. during, the, during day. the day, right. during the time yeah. of hours. Those people are catching cases. Right. Well, I can't remember the guy in Arizona who actually got uh, arrested, was it, and then tried in court. Mm-hmm. Well, and they're for noise violations. Yeah. Right. And these people, their intention is to make noise but so people can't sleep. You didn't play the clip, um, the rest of the Democratic Socialist clip, but w- later on, that one of those guys. Um, he actually says uh, he makes a few shots at Trump or yeah. who, who did he make a Trump? Uh, he said MAGA police Ma- and everybody cheered. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He said MAGA cuss word police and, and everybody cheered and he said, thank you. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and they said, actually, raise your hands. <laughs> raise after, your hands. After, after all that, all, all that, like, can we keep it down? Yeah. You're about to trigger me. Yeah. My anxieties and my unknown disability. Then he throws some catnip in the audience and they all yeah. cheer. Like, Thank you. Yeah. Right? And my point, though, is is everything has to do with it, it's absolute rank hypocrisy. Yeah. That's right, man. It's absolute rank hypocrisy. It has nothing to do with right or wrong. It has nothing to do with um. There's there's no fixed standard here at all. Yeah. It has yeah. everything to do with if if it's our people, we cheer. Yeah. And if if it's against our enemies, we you can bang your your bells outside their house at two in the morning. Yep. Yeah. But if you're preaching against abortion, if you're preaching about the yeah. um the, the 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 necessity of protecting the um, the rights of the unborn yeah. for life, yep. then you're the enemy. Yeah. You know, and you can wish death threats on you Mitch can McConnell. Wish their broken I hope his neck. neck. Yep. Yes. Uh-huh. Wrinkle broken neck by the yeah. way. Yeah. And if you shot it's up something wrinkly. because you're in favor of Elizabeth Warren, don't worry, you're a martyr. Yep. Yeah, we'll cover you. Well, this is what I, I'm gonna quote you. I remember we were talking about this about a month ago. You're saying, "Listen, these guys are not gonna play by the rules. They, are they want the rules there to keep you from playing, but yeah, you can forget right. them. Yeah, they right, just man. weaponize They're, the rules. They yeah. weaponize they exactly just, they, right. They say, yeah. oh, hey, how about some civility? When they yeah. say civility, you need to just look them in the eye and say, you don't know what Stick civility your tongue out is. Out yeah. You boo boo. Where'd you get that civility <laughs> exactly. from? Yeah. All right. What standard? Yeah. So Matt Bevin shows up on Fox News to actually talk about okay. this because this happens in a state. And I bring up Matt Bevin for a couple of reasons. One is because he's a governor who's actually using the bully pulpit. Right. We have, I think, something 30 something governor, Republican governors right. nationwide. And I never hear a peep out of them. Right. Our own, including Governor Brad Little about all this stuff. And, and then Matt also, he takes the conversation where it should go. That would put me in big trouble. Will anything be done to these protesters? Have you called on that as the governor of Kentucky? Again, at this point, it was a one-night thing. It has been uh, removed. There's no point in making more of this than it was. But to say nothing was inappropriate. Had it continued, I would have perhaps been put in a position where uh, I would have had to step in and do something. But at this point, I think to say nothing, what Edmund Burke said is true enough. What it takes for evil to prevail is for good men to do nothing. And this is a variation of evil. And there are those, including one of the loudest and most vocal points uh, that was being made was by an individual who at least calls themselves the head of the local Black Lives Matters group. And I'll tell you this, the hypocrisy of that as well. If, in fact, other lives don't matter, then you undermine your argument that in this case, Black Lives Matter. In order for Black Lives to matter, and I agree absolutely that they do, that all lives must matter. You can't pick and choose. You don't get to have it one way and not the other. And I think this lack of civility is important. And again, I'll say one other thing, too. Shifting gears slightly, but pointing out this hypocrisy. Literally in the state of New York, the same governor and the same legislature celebrate the fact that you can now no longer declaw a cat because of the unusual punishment and and pain that that inflicts. But the very same people 
will stand there in the same assembly and cheer and applaud in light buildings over the killing of a child at birth. It is that level of hypocrisy that as long as it is tolerated by those normal people and those on the right and those who see it for what it is, that the emperor is in fact naked, if we keep our mouths shut, the left gets to dictate what does or doesn't pass for civility, and I think that's unacceptable. Bingo. Well said. Preach, preacher. He thought he was at church. Preach. He's trying to get an offering or something. Oh, but look at where he took that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. He he started, I'm going to call out New York. I'm going to call out the left. I'm going to call out their play for civility, as we were just talking about. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, this is what they want us to do. They want us to be civil. Civility is murdering a baby at birth and not declawing a cat. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They don't know what civility is. It's rank hypocrisy. It's weaponizing civility is what it is. It's not actually creating a civil society. The the people who are demanding um, that that sodomites, um, you know, be blessed and encouraged and you have to bake cakes for them and you have bake cakes to them yep. and you have to wax some ugly dudes giblets yeah um <laughs> or else you're right. a hateful right. bigot mm-hmm. you don't know what civility is no. yeah. and and this is why ultimately i mean the fact that we're having these conversations it all goes back to you know what happens when we turn away from god Professing ourselves to be wise, we, we become, become fools, fools and our foolish hearts are darkened. Right. Right. Th- that's where we are. Right? right. We're in the dark. We've become utterly foolish and we need the, the light of the gospel to shine on us again. Hopefully that's what's happening in Hong Kong. Yeah. And hopefully God will use that and many other faithful testimonies to wake us up. Yeah. Give us eyes to see eyes to see our yeah. own sin, our own complicity in this yeah. darkness and and. Raise the church up to be faithful and courageous again. Right. I just want to know, he, he triggered me when he said Black Lives Matter. Yeah, were you triggered? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I can't stand it. You? <laughs> if you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until next week, love God with all your heart. Actually, till Friday. Love God with yeah. all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. Black Lives Matter don't care about black people.